Welcome back to the Get and Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. When it comes to our nation's religious identity, the biggest trend during the last 15 years has been the rise of those who claim no religion at all. Well, according to Gallup Research, Americans rate the overall state of moral values in the U.S. as only 1% rating it excellent. 12% rate it good, another 37% say it's only fair, and a record high of 50% rate the state of moral values in America as poor. That's 87% who rate it below the line of just good. In the most authentic way, this might be worth considering. Who's feeding our present culture? And what are we digesting? In the 22nd chapter of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus proclaims the parable of the king who gave a marriage feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the marriage feast. Well, these servants can be seen as the Old Testament prophets who called out to the people, proclaiming the Messiah's coming. In the book of Genesis, we see the first connection of God's holy meal with the high priest Melchizedek. As the New Testament book of Hebrews declares, Jesus is a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, who offered bread and wine to strengthen Abram on his journey here on earth. Then there is the meal in the unblemished lamb of the Passover, that night when God smoke all the firstborn of the Egyptians, yet he spared the firstborn of Israel. The book of Exodus tells us, With hyssop you shall spread the blood of the lamb upon your doorpost, and it shall be a sign for you. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall fall upon you to destroy you. In the New Testament Gospel of John, chapter 6, the connection is made between the body and blood of Christ with a manna that Yahweh sent to feed the Israelites in the desert, written about in the Old Testament book of Exodus. There are many other connections in the Scripture to the body and blood of Christ. However, When Jesus, like other observant Jews, celebrated Passover, it is worth noting this event took place in two phases, and in two different places. The first was the slaying of the lamb which took place in the temple. The second was the eating of the lamb during the Passover supper, which took place outside of the Jewish temple. This meal was a memorial, not only of the Passover and the exodus from Egypt, but of all of God's merciful interventions in the history of his people. Jesus' use of the words remembrance and new covenant in the book of Luke would remain forever fixed in the minds of the apostles, reminding them that in instituting a new Passover, Jesus was perfectly fulfilling the old Passover. The world had arrived at the fullness of time, as it says in the book of Ephesians. In unfolding Jesus' first miracle, the book of John develops the Eucharistic portfolio, introducing from the lips of John the Baptist, Behold! the Lamb of God. Then at the wedding at Cana, Jesus, who by a miracle changes water into wine, will by a deeper miracle later on change wine into his blood. It is John's gospel in chapter 19 stating that Jesus died on the cross at the precise hour that his Old Testament type, the Passover lambs, were being slain in the temple. 
And in the Passover liturgy from the book of Exodus, God instructs the Jews not to break a bone of the sacrificial lamb. And then we read about the crucifixion in John's Gospel, chapter 19. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled, not a bone of him shall be broken. John's Gospel also quotes the books of Exodus, Numbers, and Psalms, saying, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, I thirst, and a bowl of sour wine stood there. So they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it to his mouth. The same type of hyssop used to spread the blood on the door mantles in Egypt. Then Jesus said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And so we come to the time in which we live, where this holy meal is present to us sacramentally. In the words of Jesus, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This cup, which is poured out for you and for many, is the new covenant in my blood, as stated in the books of John and 1 Corinthians. All the worship of the true God in the Old Testament is summed up and fulfilled in this supreme act of worship. This is why our Lord said in the Gospel of Luke, I have desired to eat this supper with you before I suffer. This is the essence of the whole story of our salvation, brought to completion in the body and blood that were born of the Virgin Mary, crucified under Pontius Pilate, raised in glory, and are coming again. The fulfillment of our Savior and Creator's promise, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all things to myself, as it says in the Gospel of John. Are we ready for the wedding banquet? Because the bridegroom is returning. The bread and wine is to give us strength on our journey through this life. It is the Passover meal, the manna, the flesh and blood of our Savior. Now, it is a fact. When you don't eat enough to keep your body fueled, your brain checks out into what's called survival mode, essentially switching off all the parts of your brain responsible for conscious, intellectual, logical reasoning leaving you with your basic survival brain in the driver's seat. Well, we don't really look like a society in survival mode when 87% of us say it's not going good. C.S. Lewis wrote, I think all Christians would agree with me if I said that though Christianity seems at first to be all about morality, all about duties and rules and guilt and virtue, Yet it leads you on, out of all of that, into something beyond. One has a glimpse of a country where they do not talk about those things. Everyone there is filled full with what we should call goodness, as a mirror is filled with light. So now, here in our present place, we cry out for mercy. We cry for strength on this journey here on earth. Lord, please fill us. And we hope, by thy good pleasure, safely to arrive at home, recognizing now your presence in the breaking of the bread. You know, they say, you become what you eat. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>